Boom! There it is, ladies and gents. We're ready to rock and roll. We got another one here for you today. 100,000 in sales on a regular basis. Sound like something you're interested in? Then that's why this episode is just for you. Let's do this thing. Here we go. Shut up and sit down. Look, a business can give you everything you want in life. Prestige, wealth, freedom. It can also take everything away from you. This show is for those who are willing to take that risk. These are the real life stories of entrepreneurs. But before we start, I have one small favor to ask. Please leave a comment. It can be advice, critiques, tips, feedback, or share this with someone because your engagement is the most valuable and most powerful form of social currency. So thank you and welcome to another episode of Business Boss. All right, ladies and gents, let's do this thing. You know, in the business world, our guest is known for getting results simplifying social media strategies and helping over 6,000 people monetize their social media platforms. Now this gifted business builder can help you with your lead gen, your sales, your lead magnets, your funnels, and more. Oh, and by the way, she's helped over 100 clients reach seven figures. That's two commas. With a resume like that, I know this episode's gonna be jam-packed with golden nuggets, so stay tuned and let's uh, let's welcome to the show the one, the only, King. Ashley yeah. Now I don't know how many podcasts you've been on Miss Ann, but what do you think of the but what do you think of the business bro so far? Lit. Lit <laughs> <laughs> my type of people. Hey y'all, hey. Thank you so much for having me and for that fantastic intro. You got me you got me feeling like I'm somebody in these streets, okay? Well, I mean, you're royalty. If you don't get treated like royalty when you come on a podcast, then what are you wearing the crown for? <laughs> right? I'm with it, okay? All I'm right. My people. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, let's talk about it, right? The big question that I'm sure is on everybody's mind because we have it as the title of the episode for today. How do you have regular $100,000 sales? So that's going to be the main question. But before we get there, I want to ask you, like, how did you get into this space? I mean, is it a college degree that got you here? What was that life path, that fork in the road that put you where you are today? So I'm going to be honest. And let's see, let me, I was going to say, let me choose my words carefully. But no, I'm not. We're just going to keep it funky. We'll keep it straight. So yeah, I do have a master's in business. I have a bachelor's in finance, but I'll be honest, the colleges are really behind when it comes to like marketing and sales conversions in their curriculum. And so I was trained to be a mass marketer, pretty much like anyone else has gone through any type of business marketing or business training. And that just does not work for small business owners. Like I used to work for a really famous company I worked with them, actually, and they were one of my clients and their experimental marketing budget for the region. And this is a beverage company was $20 million. Thus, if we make $20 million, we've had a dang good year, right? We we out here turning. This is their experimental marketing budget. So long story long, you can't compete with a huge conglomerate. You know what I mean? Not in the mass marketing department. But as a small business owner, something that they can't compete with us on is the ability to be able to connect with our audiences. And a lot of them, there's a big disconnect when it comes to social media. So I went out into the world um, with my luxury event design and production company. And it's events by Ashley Ann. And it's actually still operating 
operational, um, which is how I learned I was good at social media marketing. And so I was doing all the stuff they taught me to do in school. You know, I'm running radio ads. I'm on local TV. I'm doing commercials. I'm sponsoring stuff. I'm on billboards. Um, you know what I mean? I'm even on church fans and it's like super inconsistent. And so long story long, one day I made a post on Facebook and not too much happened. I don't even think 10 people liked it. You know what I mean? But I made another one. And on the third one, this lady slides into my DM. And she's like, hey, I see that you do, you know, weddings. Do you also do birthday parties? And I was like, sure, what's the budget? She says $28,000 is this lady's budget for her birthday party. And I'm like, girl, I'm already at the venue. Where are you at? Okay. <laughs> but, that, but that's really what sparked my, you know, interest into social media marketing and, you know, really trying to figure out. So back in the day, there wasn't a term for content marketing, but now there is. But that's really how I got super good at it. That's what made me like really dig into it. And then my colleagues started to ask me, how was I booking so many clients? You know, kind of what was the secret? And then it went from my colleagues asking me to other people in other industries asking me. And about three and a half years in or so, that's when I started consulting. So, and then I was able, you know, to build one of the top social media agencies <laughs> in the country. So, uh, but it came from the events. So marketing and cutting my teeth and losing a bunch of money and trial and error and trying traditional methods that were not working um, in the event side is what really got me, you know, really, really good at like funnels and conversions and content marketing and learning how to build a niche for pretty much anybody, any product, any service. And you might be the ideal person I'm going to want to talk to. So, um, I teach a class called financial algebra, right? And it's the kids that didn't do so hot in high school. They need this math credit to graduate. So half the class, half of it has to be all the state standard stuff that I got to teach. The other half allows me some flexibility. And so my kids are starting businesses and I wanted them to do something where they didn't have to create um, like product from scratch. So I gave them three options. You could do affiliate marketing, you can do print on demand, or you can do social media management. Now you're in the social media space and these kids are barely at the beginning phases. In other words, they just got their articles of incorporation for their groups and they're starting to kind of brainstorm on what I need to do to actually start this company. And they're starting to set some goals for themselves. What advice would you give a 17 year old kid who they grew up with nothing but social media in their life? And now I'm trying to convert them from being a consumer of social media to a creator and even a manager of social media content. What advice would you give them? So first piece of advice is always try and add value to your audience. So you need to figure out who you want to talk to, right? Um, when you're a consumer, you're not really thinking about target audiences. You're not thinking about niches. You know what I mean? You're not thinking about that sort of type of thing. But there's going to be one to three groups of people on the planet Earth. And whatever you're talking about, they're going to be into it. Your message is going to resonate with those one to three groups. So the first thing I would say is figure out who you want to talk to. And then once we figure out who we want to talk to, number two, how do we want to add value to their lives? Do we want to help them with something? Um, do we want to help them maybe like alleviate a pain point? Um, do we want to help them get to some type of desired state? 
Do we want to help them save time or money? Do we just want to provide a community for them so that they can like link up with other dope people that are interested in the same things they're interested in? Do I want to make them laugh? Do I want to be thought provoking, right? But like, what do I want to do for these people? And then the next thing, once we figure out who these people are and what we want to do for them, well, what challenges or questions or common complaints are they having in these areas? I always tell people commas are in the questions. The more questions you can like answer for people, the more money you're going to be able to make. And it doesn't have to be like some deep life changing philosophical, you know what I mean? Like, like it doesn't have to be like some type of life altering thing. It can be something super simple. Like, Hey, this is how I, this is how I hang pictures without putting damage on the wall. You know what mm. I mean? Yeah. This is, how I, this is how I decorate my rental apartment. Um, this is how I get my mom to do whatever I want her to do or whatever. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to be anything super deep. Just what are the questions that people inside of this niche or this community are asking, or what are the things that they're complaining about or that they wish they could change? And then you fill in the gap with like, how can I add value to that? How can I help these people progress? That's, that's it. Like, just keep it simple. And then you want to talk to your niche and no one else. Nobody else matters. When you try and sell to everyone, you're selling to no one. And I see so many people out here, you know, well, you know, what about this person and that person and everyone's my customer? No, everyone is not. Most people don't even like you. (laughs) Second thing, they don't find value in whatever it is that you're offering. So then you're trying to convince them, right? Um, Or they don't have an interest in it or they can't afford whatever the products or services are. So you got, you know, those are four major hurdles that you have to be able to cross to even to be able to create buy-in. So if we can just say, okay, who are the people that I know for a fact, you know, they're into gaming or they're into hair or they're into makeup or, you know, they're into politics or world affairs or whatever it is, right? That's for this community. What do I, what content do I need to put out there that answers their questions, that helps them progress or makes them laugh or helps them connect with other people that are part of this community as well? Yeah, that's uh, that's a lot to take down. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna break it down because let's <laughs> let's talk about the the who and the added value, right? The first two things you talked about, and I want to make sure that especially for my students that the perspective is correct. When you're talking about the who, it's not necessarily grabbing the client. You're talking about who the client is trying to reach. So as a social media yeah. manager, when you're talking about the niches, when you're creating the content pieces for the uh, I don't know the soda company or for the real estate agent or for whoever it is. That niche or the who you're talking about is the is their audience, right? It's who they're trying to reach. Did I get that yeah. correct? Yeah, it's who they're trying to reach. And if somebody's like, oh, everybody's my customer, they're lying. Okay. They're dirty, <laughs> they're dirty liars. Um, and they are clueless. Okay. No, everybody is not everyone's customer. It's just the reality of the situation. That's why there's so much space in the market for so many different creators, so many different companies. You know what I mean? Like I always tell people to think about the bread aisle. And if you go, if you just go in the grocery store and go down the bread aisle, there's so many different types of hamburger buns and white bread and wheat bread. It's all the same types of bread, but it's all these different companies that have their spin on it. So whatever your client is offering out there, like we have to figure out who are these people that like the way your client offers it. Mm, That's a little tough sometimes to kind of narrow down, but that's where the testing comes in, right? This is where you're testing different things and you're creating different content to, to 
put stuff out there. Well, that's the testing and the questions, because if we pay attention to the questions that we're getting asked, whether it's online, whether it's in the DMs, even if you're going to other comment threads um, or, or in person, the, que the questions will always get you to the comments. If you can pay attention to the questions and you answer the questions that those people have for you, you're always going to attract the right type of customer. So in the market research, it would be helpful to find some of these competitors, look at some of their content. And then like my favorite t-shirt, one of my favorite t-shirt that I saw the other day was to the comments. So <laughs> once you find your competition, you find something that's spicy, that's hot, that's resonating, hit the comments and see what's being said. Sometimes the, the, the gems are literally from the audience themselves. That's in the comment section, right? It's the comment section. Um, and then also you can go and search on like YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, like whatever the topic or the subject matter is that you guys are, you know, that your client is in and literally just go and look at the other content that's out there. Look at the questions that people have. Look at what people are complaining about. I always tell my customers, get out your feelings and get to the bag. You know, critique leads to capital. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, I've made so much money in my career fixing things that other people are complaining about. And while other people are getting in their feelings and getting emotional about it, I'm just like, okay, I need to do this and that. And, you know, cause you sell by listening, you sell by listening, you sell by listening. So if you can listen to somebody, they will tell you what they want, how they want it, what color they want it in, how much they'll pay for it, where to ship it to, what the variation should be. They will tell you everything about it. You just have to listen to the customer. And I like the question you asked up front, what's the budget? No, what you're working with right up front, you never know. I'm putting a, it's my birthday party. I got, you know, three grand or I got 28 grand to throw on my birthday party. Yeah. This depends on that situation, right? I mean, right. asking that, asking those questions is, is absolutely important. Let's get to speaking of budget. How do I get $100,000 sale days? Talk to me a little bit about your progression as far as, you know, oh man, I can make money on this social media thing to literally consistently closing $100,000 days. Okay, so what is crazy, and everybody always laughs when I say this, when I initially started with social media, I was like, it's specifically live streaming. I was like, if I can make $1,000 a month doing this, I'll keep it up, <laughs> right? Yeah. So, so, But that's a starting goal. That's not bad. Like, at the, yeah. everybody's got to start somewhere, right? Like, you can't yeah. get to $100,000 days without first crossing $1,000 days. Right. And that's the thing. Like, I, you know, when people come to me, they're just ready to shoot right to a hundred grand or 10 grand or whatever. And I'm like, no, nah, let's start at the beginning. Right. Whether that's a thousand bucks, excuse me, whether it's a thousand bucks, whether that's 15 bucks, whether that's five units sold for you, whatever that is. But we got to have some type of starting goal. So and then from your starting goal, you're going to create little benchmark goals. Right. So now we got to figure out okay, whatever it is we're offering to the people, what variations of this package can I have, right? So is there low tier? Because some people that, you know, they have the model, they only service luxury clients, right? Some people only focus, you know, clients that are more economical focused. I'm from the mindset, I want to have something for low tier, mid tier, and my top tier, right? So whatever your most popular product or package or offering is, how do we create a variation of it? That's the first thing, because that's how you're really going to be able to maximize your offer. You don't have to have like 58 million products to make $100,000, right? You really can have one really, really good product. And I call that your core product. And then you can have 
some customized version of it. That's going to be your super top tier version of it. And then you're going to have something that's a little bit more accessible. Maybe people can't afford that core product, but maybe you can create like an ebook or um, a self-guided something or, you know what I mean? Like a, a mm -hmm. four pack. You can figure out some something that you can create that is a lower variation of it, or you can do a total down sale for something that works with it. So once you got that part figured out, like this is what I'm offering. These are the price points I'm offering it. I believe in content bombing like the audience like you want to value bomb them you want to be a resource everybody focuses on being an expert i'm so over expert culture because expert culture just creates a bunch of imposter syndrome it creates you know what i mean a bunch of scammers because people are trying to make themselves be like bigger than what they really are no just focus on being a resource this is what i know this is what i've done this, these are the results it's getting for me. And I'm just going to share it with you. And if you want to pick up what I'm putting down, let's go. Right? Yep. Yep. And to, and to be a resource, all you're trying to do is constantly, every day you have to ask yourself, what is my audience requesting of me? Or what is my audience struggling with? Boom. Here's something I can give them that can help with that. And that could be anything from putting a smile on their face, you know what I mean, to breaking down a complicated concept or to paying attention to something that's happening in your industry or in the news and explaining to people what that really means and how it's going to affect them or your opinion or your take on it. So just keep trying, keep that in mind of every day. How can I offer some type of value? And then once I'm offering value and I'll put that content out there, what type of call to action can I couple it with? So sign up for my, you know, sign up for my text messaging list, right? Come to my webinar, DM me, you know, this keyword, if you want to work together, however that needs to happen, that's what we want to have going on. And that's, so, that, go that's ahead. pretty a simple process, right? I mean, the, yeah. the, the template is there, the procedure, the process, the work, that's the skill that you develop over time. And I love how you said, you know, stop trying to be the expert. This is what I do. This is how I do it. When you first get started, you're developing those products. You're going to make mistakes. You know, the fulfillment might not be there. The struggle might be in, you know, crafting the perfect call to action or the perfect story, the perfect hook to get people to move forward. How do you, how did you push through some of the times where you're trying to do the work and it's overwhelming and you got deadlines coming in and maybe you're not as good as you thought it was like how do you continue pushing forward and putting out fire after fire after fire when that imposter syndrome sets in or worse the motivation isn't there yeah uh discipline i always tell people motivation <laughs> motivation is going to fail you you're not going to be motivated every day you're a human <laughs> you know what I, mean? I don't know anybody that wakes up every day that's motivated and people don't really talk about discipline like it's not sexy but discipline is what gets the bills paid discipline mm. is what pushes you there when you don't feel like doing it discipline is what will make you kick in the gear and do the things you really don't want to discipline is what will cause you to keep going even after you had a failure or you had a disappointment you have to be disciplined discipline and consistency that is your key. And whenever you have these failures, once you, you know, dust yourself off and wipe your little tears or whatever, you sit down and you really got to look at it and evaluate it and say, okay, what part of this went right? What part of this went wrong? What part of this, you know, was unexpected <laughs> for yeah. me? 
Um, what like, and so what do I know that won't work right now? And can I tweak something about this and get out and try again? Right. Is there a group? Is there a person? Is there a book, you know, some type of resource I can go and get some advice because maybe someone's already had this problem. Right. So literally trying to look at it objectively is the best way. And then, you know, I know all of us say this, but I'm going to say it again. Every single successful person you've ever met, we have failed like a hundred times over. We just get up and keep going. That, that's it. Like if you have the ability to get up and keep going every day, don't even focus on page 100 because I see people doing that all the time. If you're on page 10, you need to focus on getting through page 10 and then to page 11. Don't be worried about what's going on at page 298 in the book is going to overwhelm you. You just take it one step at a time. So we do that by creating lists. I'm a big lister. So I have a weekly list and I have three personal goals and three professional goals. That's it. And I know it seems like it's not that much, but by you trying to knock out like just three goals only a week and focus on them, you will find that you're literally like 20 times more productive than everyone around you because they're all trying to do 17 or 70 different things at a time. And you're like, nope, I'm just focused on these three for the week. And then all of a sudden you look up. Sometimes you finish all three of them in three days, you know, and then you can add another. But at the end of the month, you've completed, you know, anywhere from 10 to 15 tasks when in the past you would have still been stuck on one or two because you were trying to divide, you know, your attention into too many places. So I always tell people, don't go crazy. Just pick three professional, three personal that week and reverse engineer it. And that's just your to do list every day. And you get up, you make that list and you knock it down one by one. Uh, I'm so glad you said that because in my classroom, so the way I structured it is uh, after we do our book work, we got an hour to do our business work. And so the, the kids get in their teams and at the beginning of the week, we set our goals and there's only three goals on that goal sheet, right? And each one of those goals maybe has three action items that you need to do in order to achieve that goal. And I, I explained to them the same process. Entrepreneurs don't fail because they can't do those big, extravagant, amazing speeches on stage or presentations. They fail because they don't do the little things consistently on a regular basis to meet those goals. It's the little steps that we fail at. We trip on the little stuff. There's no way we can get into a stride or a rhythm because you would never get off the ground in the first place. You never take the first couple steps. I'm definitely clipping that. And I'm, I'm showing my students that one because that no, was but super that important. Is true though, because those little steps end up cumulatively, they become big steps, and you it may feel like you're just taking a few steps that day, but when you look back over a week, your few steps have turned into a mile. You know what I mean? And then over yeah. a month, they've turned into 20 miles, and over a year, you know, it's a hundred miles, and eventually you get so far down the road, so close to your goal. You can't even see where you first started at. And it came from you being consistent over small things. And I, I really see a lot of people struggle with that. You know, I meet so many people and I'm like, oh my God, I'm like, they could have been a millionaire. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. they, they could have been hitting these numbers if they would only get out of their own way and stop trying to do 5 million things at one time. One at a time. It's all you can ever do anyways. It's all we can focus on is one thing at a time. We think we're multitaskers, but we're not. You're just shifting from one <laughs> task to another. You're never actually focused on the one. All right. 
Let's get to that $100,000 question. So we've talked everything from how do we niche down? We've uh, broken down the goals into little steps to get to where we wanna go, starting off at that first $1,000 a month. Now let's hit that 100K question. How did you get to that 100K marker? And what, what are you doing to help people achieve that on a regular basis? So systems are gonna be your friend. Again, that discipline and that consistency. Um, creating like a standard of procedure just for yourself. Like this is the way that you attack things and then tapping into automation. Now, uh, let me say this. You don't want to lose all of your human connection, but there are some things that should definitely be automated, right? So whatever the system is, whenever someone joins your text community, whatever link you send back, that should be on automation. When someone opts into a list, those initial, you know, seven to eight emails, those should be on automation. That confirmation page with the offer that someone sees and a countdown timer for Evergreen Funnel, that should be on automation, right? But there also should come a time where, hey, if someone sends you a text or they send an email to your customer service, a real person, you know, will, will respond. So having that combination of, you know, automation and also some type of real human interaction is going to be pertinent because inside of your business, especially if you're getting to a hundred thousand dollar day or a million dollar day, you're going to find that you keep meeting people that keep asking you the same stuff over and over and over and over again. And so if you have your system in place, it's going to take care of those questions or those demands or those desires that are repetitive. The next thing is you have to find some way to stay connected to your audience outside of social media. None of us own any of these social media sites and almost all of us that are making crazy money, we all have some external list. We just use social media as a place to meet new people. This is the way the algorithm works. You know, back in the day, it was great. You could post something and if somebody followed you, they automatically got to see it, right? You showed up in their FYP or in their timeline until someone else pushed you out, but it's not like that anymore. Everything in the algorithm is based on what you've been liking, what you've been sharing, what you've been commenting on. So even if you follow me for business, but you let's say you really love cars or something. And so you're always sharing pictures of cars with your friends and commenting on car clips and watching car reels. Well, guess what? I don't have cars on my page. So even though you want my information, you're not going to see me in your in your discovery page anymore because I'm not talking about cars unless mm. you actually manually come over to my page, like like seven or eight things, comment on five or six posts, then I may start showing back up, right? In your timeline, the average user of social media, the average consumer has no idea about this. So this is why as soon as you meet someone, your number one goal is to get them inside of your external community. Whether you have a Slack group, I don't care if it's a Discord, if you are putting people inside of just your text community and you're only texting them once a week, if you get them on an old school email list, anything is better than having your audience just hanging out on your social media pages. And you're in your mind, you're thinking, oh, well, I posted. So since I posted, they're going to see it. No, they still have no idea. Sometimes I post stuff and people are like, oh my God, I can't believe I missed this, you know, from three days ago because they like a bunch of makeup clips or something. I'm not mm -hmm. doing makeup on my page, so I don't show up, right? <laughs> on their pages. So getting people on your list and then every week you have to try and add value. Every week 
you should be sending out an email that's breaking down something, explaining something, giving mistakes to evade, what they should be looking out for, you know, what's new sometimes. And then you always want to put an offer into the email. Literally every time I send an email or a text, I make money. Okay. Then we have to spend some type of quality time with the audience at least once a week. You should be hosting some types, some type of live stream content with your audience so you can engage with them and they can engage with you. Gone are the days where just an upload will suffice. People want to really get to know you. They want to get to know about the company, the brand, the team, you know, the mission, the personality, what points that they can relate with you with on a human level. Okay. And again, every time you send a text, every time you do a live, God dang it, you better have an offer in there, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then always encourage your audience to share and invite other people and say, hey, if you found this helpful or if you found this fun or you know someone else that will get a kick out of this, let them know right now, right? And then finally, now we're building up a big community at least once a month. I try and have some type of private, like, in-person event or online event for my audience. And if I can get, you know, four or 500 people in a room at a time, and then I can say, hey, here's my offer. Because remember, we got those, that core offer, and then there's the higher tier and the lower variation of it, right? Here's my core offer. And then for the people that want the customized, boom, here's the high ticket. And for those of you that are like, man, I really want that. But the way my checking and savings account is set up, I can't mm. quite do it right now. Well, boom, here's a, you know, $27 or $47 something for you. And on every, on the core offer, the lower offer and the higher tier, I always have an order bump there. Everything is, all, there's always going to be an order bump on something for you to get into. And literally that's how I'm able to close out these 100K days. I use my texts. I use my email. I use live stream um, or like Zooms to be able to communicate with my audience directly. But my biggest thing is every person I'm meeting on social media, I'm actively trying to get in between 10 to 20% of my new you know, followers or kingdom members that day into my private community. Mm. That's the key. Owning the traffic is the mm -hmm. key there. Cause then you can market to them on a regular basis, man. Fire. That was nothing but the last few minutes there, ladies and gents. That's the, that's the framework. This is how she's getting it done. I don't know how many times she said it and she's going to say it over and over again. If you don't ask and offer some sort of anything, your own menu items, low, medium, or high level tiers, if you're not making any offers, you're not making any money. Make sure you have an offer on all the communications that you have, or at least an invitation to your community. Uh, I love how you you also talked about you know crafting the different offers. And there's a great book by Alex Hermosi, Hundred Million Dollar Offers. Uh, great way to figure out how to make some extra content and also how to craft some of those offers that people would just feel dumb saying no to, and they'll opt in to either your low, medium, or high because you're just giving them that information that they need. You're answering the question. Uh, Ashley, you've you've been a phenomenal guest. Before we head out, I want to make sure I give you any last final thoughts and then also let people know how they can get a hold of you. Yeah, um, I will say this because I know everybody is not going to create their own product, right? Like, I love that you have your students doing affiliate marketing, right? Um, and one thing I want to throw out there that a lot of people miss, curation accounts are your friends, especially if you're shy or you're introverted. I love curation accounts, their cash flow business. It's really taking something that you're interested in. You don't have to be good at it. You just need to be interested in it and finding the best of the best of the best 
content around that thing. So if you really love dogs or something, and you may not even own a dog, but you really love dogs, you may just sit around finding cute dog videos all day long and posting them and putting them together. That's a curation account. You give credit to the original content creator, but people are going to come to your page because you have all the information about the dogs or dogs in cute outfits or whatever it is that you're into. And so if you can build a strong enough base with a curation account, and it's really easy. I have clients that start with zero followers and get up to 100,000 followers in like a six month window all the time. It's now easy for them to make money through advertisement, right? So they're able to have other businesses advertise on their pages, other people advertise on their pages. If there's an affiliate product for dogs or dog food, guess what? You can now sell it on that channel, on that page, and you can go directly to the companies and create user-generated content, or you can have them pay on the page. There's so much money to be made in curation pages, and I never really hear anybody talking about it, and my clients have been doing it for years. So that's another option for those of you that are out there that are like, you know, I think all this information is really great, but I don't have a product, I don't have a podcast, I don't have a service. Well, what do you like to do? Like, let's make money with that. So <laughs> mm. no, that's great. I'm telling you, this entire episode really for me has transformed a couple things in the way I'm doing in the classroom. Cause I got those kids in the classroom that, you know, 2020 really kind of emotionally scarred them. I mean, still yeah. wearing masks hundred percent, maybe even putting hoodies on, like they're using it more as a shield to hide away from, from the public than it is more of a, of a safety hazard. So they don't want to be on camera. But creating these types of accounts gives them the opportunity to still do things they love and spend the time with the with in the environment that they love to be in and yet still generate a business out of it. Love it. Love it. Actually, I'm telling you, this is why you wear the crown. This is exactly why. <laughs> 30 minutes of nothing but gems, ladies and gents. Make sure, Ashley, really quick, you didn't mention how do they get a hold of you oh, and what's scrolling yeah. across the bottom. Okay, okay, yeah. So I have this club called the Commas Club. It's 100% free. You don't have to put in credit card information or anything. Just text the word commas with a K to K-O-M-M-A-S to 501 285-8966. And then you can connect with me on the gram, TikTok, uh, Facebook, and YouTube. I'm at King Ashley Ann everywhere, but I spend pretty much all my time on TikTok and Instagram, just keeping it a buck with y'all. You get on Facebook, it's going to be somebody on my team and not me. <laughs> if you want to talk to me, get on Instagram or TikTok and holla at your girl. Um, and if you're outside of the United States and you're over here watching uh, the Business Bros podcast. If you click the link in my bio on social media, scroll down to the bottom, you'll see where you can join the Royal Court. And then I can email you all kinds of business tips and marketing hacks and all that good stuff. Mm, fire. I love talking to marketers. They just got it. They got it. You've been doing it for a while. You've been, you know what's up. You've tested it. You know what doesn't work. You've had clients that so you've tested stuff that works with them. Amazing. Ashley, it's been a great awesome episode. Thank you very much for coming on the show. Ladies and gents, make sure you guys check out her stuff at King Ashley and when a marketer does their job right, that's all you need is their handle because that's, we'll find, you'll find everything with that at King Ashley and make sure you guys check out her stuff. And again, and Ashley, think yeah, I yeah. Think um, your audience will probably get a kick out of because they're really into business and maybe even your students too. Um, I want to send you over a link and you can stick it in the show notes. So those of you that are coming for the replay or whatnot, y'all can see it. 
I have a training that I do like once a month and I really roll out blueprint to social media sales. That's intense. It's like three to five hours long because we're really in there like breaking down systems. Like I'm not playing no games inside of here, but let me send you a link so that your audience can come to that training for free. Boom. There we go. Ladies yeah. and gents. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what else to say other than thank <laughs> you. Right. Thank you. King Ashley and ladies and gents. Look, it's at the end of the day, the opportunities are there. You might see it as a problem, but it's an opportunity. You might not want to take advantage of it, but it's definitely something that you can do. It doesn't matter. You don't need to put your face on social media, but it's still a tool that you can benefit from. So make sure you guys check it out. Ashley's going to, I'm going to put the link in the show notes. Make sure you guys follow her at King Ashley Ann. And don't just follow, interact, learn from somebody who's already doing it because knowledge is worthless until you take action with it. So make sure you guys take action and change your lives. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you guys again. Manana, Ashley, thank you very much for being on the show. Peace. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. And we're out. It's over. Go home. Is your business in need of marketing? Try starting a podcast. But not just any podcast. Podcast like a pro. We can show you how to take your business from being invisible to becoming a brand people trust. Go to www.businessbros.biz to get started.